What's up, guys? Today's episode is sponsored by Team Micro, the world's leading web design specialist for SMP artists. Is your website lacking? Do you feel it needs, well, something more? Do you even have a website? In the market since the very beginning, Team Micro is the godfather of SMP. No one understands your business quite like they do. With a team of 14 website designers, marketers, content writers, search engine optimization specialists, and support staff, Team Micro has everything that you need. Go to teammicro.com forward slash marketing and mention the Scalp Solutions podcast to get a free needle pack worth $200 when you sign up. Are you ready to take your SP career to the next level? Are you ready to network with some of the industry's top artists and brands? Then you're going to want to be at the next SP Expo going down April 28th through the 30th of 2022. Oh, wait, did I mention it was going to be in paradise? That's right, folks. This SP Expo will be taking place in Tulum, Mexico at the Curry Tulum Retreat and Spa Resort. This is an all inclusive event. You'll get access to all speakers and vendors at the meet and greet, QAs, Award ceremony followed by an all-white party on the beach with live DJ, certificate of attendance, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and drinks, free bicycles to ride the Mayan ruins, and a three-day luxury resort stay. And guess who will be hosting? That's right, me. Now let's make this an amazing event that will undoubtedly create value for you and your business. So log on to www.dsmpexpo.com for more information and to purchase your tickets. I'll see you guys there. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Scalp Solutions Podcast. I am your host, David Santiago. And today, I have on the show, Lana Miller. What's going on, my friend? Hey, how's it going? Thanks I, for having me on. I'm doing great. Thank you for taking some time to come on the podcast and chop it up. We got we got something uh, lined up. This is going to be the first one where I'm like, you know what? We're going to highlight you, of course, but we're going to get on a topic that I'm going to say... It's probably going to cause some, uh, yeah, it's gonna some tension. Not between me and you, though, Not because we, we, already, yeah. we, already, we yeah. already did it off scenes. You know, she, she threatened yeah. me and told me if I put her on blast on the podcast, what's going to happen. So there's no beef. You know, you guys are not going to see what's really going on. No, no, no. Canadian but it, gangster up here. It's a, uh, we're going we're gonna to really dive into um, density, uh, female density, or just, just the long hair density uh we got to kind of elaborate because i know some artists they you know they say density and they just think all right he's got about you know half an inch of hair we can go and we're talking about three inches plus but before we dive into that let the audience know your location and your clinic and then you know the name of the studio okay sounds good so first of all question for you am i the first canadian you've ever had on no oh you're the second you're the second (laughs) You're the second Canadian. I didn't do my homework. <laughs> You're the second. Oh well, for for the uh, for the first first time around, I I don't think I had anyone. 
from Canada. They were they were too busy curving me. They were like, no, we're not. <laughs> we're uh, conservative. This, we don't like to be on camera. <laughs> this this time around, you you are uh, you are my second one. But that's all right because well, it's a golden you. one. It's a golden one. It doesn't matter. Right. It's a good one. It's a good one. So my name's Lana. So I am found on Instagram and actually everything. All my moniker is inkling.smp. And I work at Ink Barber Studio and that's in Vancouver, Canada. Outstanding. And how'd you mm -hmm. come to learn about scalp micropigmentation? So this is, uh, I mean, I tell this to, to everybody. So I was working in the corporate world before. So I was working in hospitality and then I was also working in luxury retail. And um, I mean, straight up, I just, I, I hated it. I didn't like it. And um, actually that's not true. The first hotel I ever worked at great second and then luxury retail, not so much. And so I was just kind of always had my eye open to, for something else that I was wanted to do. So I was scrolling through Instagram like everybody does. And then I come across this before and after and I'm like looking at it and I'm like, what the hell is this? Right. So then, and it's Ink Barber's page. Okay. So Shannon who owns Ink Barber. So it's Ink Barber's page. And I'm like, what the hell is this? See that they're in Vancouver or out in Langley. And so then I do a deep dive like everybody else does onto the internet. And I like see all the good, all the bad, mostly bad. Um, Cause there wasn't <laughs> a lot of information at that time. Right. And, and then I was looking and I was like, and within like a day, I was like, this is what I want to do. I was like, this is where my career path is going to change. And I have no background in cosmetics, no background in hairstyling in anything. I literally worked in the corporate world. I, push papers. I, um, I was corporate manager and I did entertainment for, um, hotels. So, you know, I talked to a lot of people, but I had nothing like this in my background, but I was like, that's what I want to do. I know I'm going to be good at it. And I was looking for courses. And then the only course I know you're going to get, cause you're going to ask that question to me later on. I get it. <laughs> but the only course that was offering, um, and this is a good lead in, uh, both bald heads and Dency was ink barber. That was it. All the other courses in the States, everywhere else, they only did bald heads. Got you. All right. She goes, I know we got So <laughs> I like, said you let me, <laughs> let me, uh, so do you think coming from the corporate world, do you, do you feel like, were you able to bring in some of the tools and the experience that you had in the corporate world? Has that helped you, uh, you know, transit in your transition to a, to a SMP artist? Uh, I, I think how I approach things has helped because I mean, you're literally whoring yourself out for, you know, handbags and designer wear and corporate rates. But the beautiful thing about all of that is you're always talking with people and you're interacting with people and it's all relationship built. So that has helped me tremendously in terms of scalp micropigmentation and in the industry, because I like talking with people. I like hearing about the things that they have to say. And I like a different point of view from my own because ignorance is probably one of the, the worst things that someone can have, or even self not, not having self-reflection is probably the worst things that people can have. So, you know, and, and the beautiful thing, as you know, about working with SMP or, or clients is that you're with them for about 12 hours plus. So you really get to know them. So I love that. Awesome. And how, how long have you now been uh, an artist, an SMP artist? Uh, three and a half years. Outstanding. And how has that been for you? It is a two part. How has it been for you? And how has that been? You know what? Let's get a little more specific, right? Okay. How, and I don't want to do this because I, I fucking do it. Just do it. Hit me with as it. a female. Because I, I, mm -hmm. at some point, I don't want to have to ask this question to the female, but I feel you know like what? I it's have the to. elephant in the room, David. I and have just to asked because, you just broke it. thank you. It is. It is the elephant in the room and I hate it. But how has it been for you? 
as an S&P artist, as a female, and do you see yourself in the industry for another five years? Okay, so yes, so, okay. There's a lot of questions. It's like a wilderness. I know, right? It's like I a just, I, question. It okay? was a like, four-parter. I said two-parter. It was a four-parter. Okay. So how has it been for okay. you in the S&P industry as a female? So we're, I don't like to kind of say, well, for female or not, right? Because I think my personality is a little bit more masculine than feminine. So, you know, but at the end of the day, as a female artist working in this industry, I've had absolutely no controversy whatsoever i've had no uh no times have i ever had to defend myself no time i feel actually very welcomed and i don't know if that's because of how i entered in who i was working with the fact that um, i like industry support as in like i like to get to know other artists whether talking over instagram or things like that which is i mean most of it but um i like to know i'm curious right and i and if someone's not so nice, then I don't care. Like stay out of the, get out of my way. Right. But, and, and I will say in Canada, most of the artists are incredibly friendly. Right. Now, when I started to talk to artists in the States, I also found incredibly friendly artists too. So the answer to your question, I'm getting around to it. Okay. So the answer to your question is, have I had any controversy or have I ever felt unwelcomed in this industry? Absolutely not. If anything, it has helped me thrive. And I also saw a niche market. Got you. So that was the first question, I think. Uh, how was it as a? Uh, yeah, that was going. That was going back. No, it's cool. It's cool. So and and so, do you see yourself still in the industry in the next five years? Yeah, I think the industry is just in its infancy. Um, not just so much for like you know hair restoration, bald heads, whatever you want to call it, but I think there has a lot of room to grow for female and male, and not just bald heads with density which is and I, I know kind of what we're here for and i know there are i haven't experienced myself but i know there are some people who don't really believe in that so um you know and this is just it's not to convince anybody it's just to say that this is another option out for people and the fact that i'm a female i've had smp i do smp on females and males who have hair all the time i understand i see the impact that it can have gotcha and, and part of me doesn't realize i'm like how come how come other people don't see it so right and now in your time as a as an artist, what <laughs> I'm so this is the first time I have to like really like how do I rephrase this? Like you no, know, don't dumb people, it down, David. People, you people don't know the conversation we have prior to this, so it's kind of like <laughs> how do I? All right, what's something in the industry right now that you feel needs to be changed for the better of the industry? Um, that you're not agreeing with right now that you don't like. Yeah, I, I love the industry. I think it's amazing. I think the opportunities for people are incredible. I think the attitude is generally very positive. And I have, as I said, received nothing but sort of a positive atmosphere from it. So I'm not of the of the club, okay, where people have had bad training or have had a bad experience or have had controversy with other artists. I am not that person. I've never had that. So where I see this industry going is, first of all, the one thing that really needs to happen is education for the people who are looking for a hair loss, not even a hair, because it's not, well, it's a hair loss solution, but for a alternative to like transplants and, you know, wigs and extensions and everything else. And I think that is probably the biggest and the largest uh, bubble that we can work within is educating people 
and, and the people who are trying to find those solutions. And then as for artists, you know, if you want to just do bald heads, you just do bald heads. But there's a lot of people coming up in the industry, um, new artists that are like, I, I only want to do females or I only want to do hair and that's it. And that's where the, I think there's a little bit of a divide where people don't see both sides of the story, but no one's right. and No one's wrong. Right. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> you <laughs> know what? So like that, that leads us into like <clears throat> one of the main um, topics that I wanted to talk with you and you say, you know, some, some artists are exclusive to, you know, just bald men with, you know, the buzz look. And then some yep. people are exclusive to density fills with like mm-hmm. really long hair, you know, what, what you essentially uh, specialize in. So now I, I am one of those guys who will not do density fills. So I want you to hear me out. And then yeah, I want, I want you to, for sure. to let our listeners know why, you know, what's your comeback to the, uh, this, Give uh, it to me. is it a myth? Yeah. Is it a myth or is it a misconception? All right. I'm ready. So I'm ready for it. First of all, all right. And I'm probably going to get bashed for this one, but I'm going to be hundred percent transparent. I don't do females because they mostly want the, you know, they all have their long hair and they want the density fill. I don't do it for two reasons. One's I, I have yet to find one that was satisfied. And I'm not, ladies, please don't take this out of context. I'm not saying you guys are insatiable. I'm just saying when it comes to SMP, I have yet to find a female client that was 100% satisfied with her procedure where I felt if I pushed it any further, I'd be botching her. And it was almost it. like that's what they wanted. So that's that has been my experience with the ladies. So I was like, I'm not going to do that because at some point this lady's probably going to be bald and she's going to buzz her hair down. And now she's going to go to another studio. She might come see you. And then you're going to be like, where the hell did you get this done? And she's going to go, I did it with David Santiago at Scout Solution. And you're going to be like, that piece of shit. He did this to I flew you. all the way to the East Coast to get this done. Why'd you? So that that's, that's one reason. And then the second one is because I feel that in order for it to look good, you pretty much have to push push it so far that you're essentially botching them for them to be satisfied now i look at your work and you make these things look really good they look great and i go fuck like how why how do why why do you why did you take that task of specializing in the density fills where that for me is incredibly challenging and i know for other listeners other artists it is too because we talk to each other and we tell each other i don't touch it i'm not gonna touch it change my mind okay so so let me summarize I'm some, that what guy you just said cup. so I'm you're saying yeah cup, let me summarize my mind. so you're saying that you have done it but you don't do it anymore because of the um expectation level from the client Correct. and also um that is that sort of the main thing and then i'll yeah. for, for the ladies uh yeah that was more uh exclusive to to the ladies because they never yeah to the ladies yeah because right, the men yeah. usually by the second session i'm already i've got them convinced like all right buddy you gotta buzz your hair down and they're like you know what take it bro let's do it yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah okay okay so 
I, I don't find it's a challenge. I don't think of it as a challenge, but this bitch loves a challenge. Okay. So don't get me wrong, but I don't find it's a challenge because at the end of the day, ladies love need to. Okay. They need love too. We don't have the option and I'm speaking for women. Okay. So women don't have the option of shaving their head down. There's a, I mean, out of all the women I know, they maybe get a little pixie cut, but they're not shaving their head down. Okay. And not, and, and they do everything in their power to not have to do that. If anything, they grow their hair longer to compensate for thinning hair on top, which is kind of counterintuitive, but you know, it's just the way we kind of think, because then we can put our hair up and kind of like, you know, do that. So I feel for women who have all these things going for them. Okay. Whether it's post-pregnancy, menopausal, PCOS, um, alopecia, genetics, um, you know, when you see a woman with thinner hair or extremely thin hair, what's the first thing that comes to your head? Artists. Do you want to ensure your client's SMP procedure looks its absolute very best? Of course you do. That's why here at Scalp Solutions Grooming Company, we developed our SMP Aftercare Kit. Formulated to be used immediately after your SMP procedure to ensure proper healing and pigment retention, our SMP Aftercare products will protect you and your client's SMP investment and keep it looking fresh at all times. So log on to scalpsolutionsny.com forward slash shop and pick up your aftercare kit today use discount code ss podcast and save 15 percent off your order all right guys let's get back to the episode she's stressed out or is she ill right does she have cancer does she, <laughs> right. she ill but right, yeah. or she's stressed out if there's something going on with her that's making her hair look like that but that's not always the case sometimes it's just genetics sometimes it's just literally the roll of the dice and the luck of the draw and that's what you get but do you do women have to be excluded from doing something that actually helps them because of that no right now some people will argue and say s p doesn't work for women when i first started when i was looking for um and reading you know the forums, as Will said before, that was hilarious when you brought that up, by the way, um, <laughs> the forums. And I was reading like the Facebook pages and then just like on the internet and just like even people's uh, big clinics and their uh, description for if women can actually get hair density. Most of them are saying, no, it's not for them. And I'm going, well, why not? We get our eyebrows microbladed. Why can't you do the same? Like, why can't you do something similar for, you know, the scalp? All you're do doing is reducing the reflection of light off the scalp and filling in. Right. And and so, like, that's my question. Another well, one of my questions to you is right when when you have one of these women or, or even a men, uh, a man, even a man, and they want to do these density feels like how do you how do you screen them Lana because I'm telling you right now I can just look at the pictures and there's some people that just really really hold on to it and it's like guy ma'am you literally have 15 strands of hair you're combing it back and you want to uh you want to get a density fill like yeah you want to hold on to how it how are yeah. you holding on like how do you screen them for this and how do you know okay you know what i can't take that on as a client and i'm gonna be able to do whatever three four sessions without risking uh it being a botched job mm -hmm. 
So um, for men specifically who want a density fill and then, you know, you see pictures, I always get, especially the, these ones, I get them to come in for a consult because I want to give them other options. So of course we talk about ideally if you shaved your head, it would look better than if I try to fill with intensity, especially if they have like the deep V's, they have that deep, deep M or they have like the little penis patch in the front, you know, like, you know, like the little chub that comes out here. Um, but Did what you just call it a penis is, patch? Is it a Yeah, or because <laughs> it looks like, you know, it comes down real far oh, like this, right? God, that's already something a woman could get away with, man. Yeah. So when they have that, I just explained to them and said, look, with density, you can only work within the hair. So if you're thinking of ever bringing that hairline down, I won't do it. So I don't go beyond the hair. I won't do it. If you want me to go beyond it and kind of create, you know, bring down your temples, then you have to shave it and you have to keep it shaved. And it's always a commitment and not everyone's ready for it. So is it my job to convince them to shave their head when they're not ready? No, it's not. It's their decision. So what I say to them is like, look, we have to think about predictive hair loss. um, And we have to think about if you're possibly going to shave your head, because chances are they'll shave it within like a year or two after they get it done. So my approach to it is then you do density as even as possible throughout inside the hair. So that way, when they shave their head, I'm like, you better if you're thinking about shaving your head, you better call me and set up an appointment like a day or two after you shave your head so I can go in and fix it. Because as, as careful as I am to make sure it's fully even throughout the hair, you're still dealing with hair that you're having to work through. But when they shave their head, I don't want them to be like patchy because when you're de- dealing with density, you try to fill in in the areas and you go darker and deeper in the areas where they're thinning, but you can't do that with men because they're going to recede more or they're going to shave their head. So between density men and density females, it's different. Gotcha. And you know, you brought you brought you brought something up that kind of was an aha. You kind of dropped a little gem for me, and I'll tell you where it was at that. So the way I would see it was, all right, I'm gonna do this procedure, and I have to make it dark. And now, when they cut their hair down, right, when they buzz it down, they're gonna be looking at themselves, not happy <clears throat> with what this mm-hmm. looks like. And now they're gonna say that I screwed their hair up. But you just said something you know, you, an important step that you take, that you take that I don't do, which is good. Cause I'm sure there's probably another artist out there that doesn't do that either is you give them the heads up. Like, Hey, at some point you may need to shave your hair down, but please let me know when you're already considering that because you already have a plan. Your plan is cause you know, it's going to be off. So they're not going to be, yeah. they're not going to be happy with, with their results. So you already have a plan to, you know what, now I got to fix this because there's a, there's an additional step that needs to be taken. Yeah, so, exactly. And I had two clients and they're like, I swear to God, I'm never going to shave my head ever, ever. The wife doesn't want me to shave your head. I'm never going to do it. And I was like, okay. But in my head, I always think those clients, especially when they have just like that baby patch on top, um, they're going to shave their head. So, and then of course on the third session or on the touch-up session or like the follow-up session, all of a sudden they come in shaved and I'm just like, oh, but it's okay because they've made that decision and they're okay with it. I don't want them to have regrets about shaving their head. And plus at the same time, it's like, I get it. A shaved head is easier to work on. And when you have hair, that's like, I don't know, like a half an inch or whatever, it's so hard to work through and make sure it's even, but that's what they want. Right. And if yes. I can do it and give them a, a transition, then I'm going to do it. Got you. And now you don't come from a background of barbering, hairstyling, you know, a cosmetologist, any of that. Nothing. So nothing. 
How was I that? Mean, I put on $30 worth of bronzer so I don't look pale, but I mean, that's about <laughs> as far as I go, okay? But yeah. how'd you, how was it for you learning how to properly part the hair? I mean, as a woman, you know, these are some of the things that you just already learned, but I'm talking about now from respects of an artist, like how to properly part it and go in and apply your you know the first session you know like there's a there's a strategy what i'm trying to say is when it comes to density because with a bald head you could just go and you you know you yeah. vibe out you and see you everything mode, you see everything right but with long hair you have to there's got to be a strategy there's got to be like a plan for it like how did how did you go about like, okay, well, I got to cut it. You know, I got to part it down. You know, we got a rat comb. I'm going to part it down the middle and I'm going to do SMP down this row and then I'm going to comb it over, do another one. Like, how'd you come about that? Did you just like say, oh, this is what I should do? Or was it a lot of like, shit, this is really taking me a really long time. I need to figure out a way how to properly. Well, okay. Let's, let's like lay down some, some laws here about SMP for women versus SMP for a bald guy. Okay. A bald guy, you can do it average average three hours right ish yeah. yeah depends like and it's a whole head for a female if we're going to do a whole head and it depends what everyone's definition of a whole head is but sometimes i'm working up to five hours on her Jesus. right so there's a lot of time and that's like straight smp like maybe they have to ask me to go pee because i'm just like i keep going right and so the main thing with smp for density for females is that, yeah, you have to have a plan and the plan is always move forward. You can never look black back. So what happens is whatever your plan is, you have to stay in the plan and work your way through. And cause you can't go back and fix anything like you can with a bald guy. Right. So everything that you do as you're working through has to be clean and perfect or as perfect as you can get. Right. Got you. So now, you know, you know, when you said I was kind of like cringing, I was like, oh, my God, yeah. five, Ooh, five hours. hours. That's <laughs> How many clients do you do you try and do uh, a day? Two. That's your max. That's my max, because no matter what, unless they're super small, I'll do three. But, you know, I don't want to dishonor my client who's paying for my services by me being tired at the end of the day because I'm trying to fit one more client in. Right. So I want to give my, your eyes get tired before your hand gets tired. Right. So at the end of the day, I only do two kind of larger heads and that's it. And then I try to have a break between, I'm also a slow tattooer. Like I'm, I'm fast, but I'm slow. Um, so, you know, even though I have a buffer, I usually run over. So, <laughs> you know, you, not a, you, you say that about you being slow. Is that, <laughs> is that a bad thing? Is no, I don't think so at slow? all. I, I actually prefer it. I, I don't, I'm not there to like jackhammer it in and get through it, but I like, I go fast through it and I have like my own way that I do it, right? My own, uh, what's the word for it? Flow. Cadence that I do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then I, I wipe it down. And, okay. If you're going to ask me what my trigger is on this, okay, I'm going to tell you is people who don't wipe down fucking density. Okay. And I'll say it all day long. And I've said it again and again as, on my Instagram. And I'm like, uh, as soon as you said yeah. wipe down, I'm like, I am going to. Ask this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So wiping down is super important because you're dealing with hair and then the ink that's left on the skin. And again, as I said, in so many things, you don't leave the ink on on a bald head. Why would you think it's okay to leave it on on someone who has hair? It just it boggles me that that's sort of an attitude. It, I I see it, and and this is a, again 
I come with a lot of ignorance when it comes mm -hmm. to uh, density, obviously. And, and it's ignorance of not knowing. Um, it's not like, oh, yeah, it can't be done. It's just like not knowing. And that for me is one of them because even wiping it down, I don't feel like I can clean it off as good as I can with a nice flat round, well, not flat, but a round clean canvas. But yep. that also leads into other things, right? Because we're just talking about this is in the clinic cleaning it off, aftercare, mm -hmm. and cleaning the scalp, the hair. What 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 do you do? What do you recommend? It's the same. It's exactly the same. So what's the same? Because I know for a fact that my aftercare regimen is not the same as because I I go off of wet healing. So I tell my clients as soon as you leave, oh. you're gonna go home. I give them my black soap. I tell them you're gonna wash your scalp very lightly, remove all dirt, debris, all mm -hmm. that good stuff, and air dry. And then here's some scalp uh, the uh, aftercare oil. Oh, shameless plug. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, I'm expecting a package after so I can try this out. Okay? I got you. I got you. I'm going to send you a nice little package. Um, I, I go that route because I have experienced much better, a significantly better uh, retention. Than a dry heel. Than a dry heel. So mm -hmm. I don't foresee myself uh, moving away from that with someone who has long hair like a density fill but what what do you recommend and why okay so i have tested this okay i've had smp on myself i have tested everything i've even after like a couple of days i've even taken tweezers to like some of the um the impressions to try to get them out okay really? like i've like tried you try to excavate <laughs> impression I out yeah I have tried God everything. I've tested my head to the limit and I'm a terrible healer. So, um, you know, I think I was a good guinea pig, um, but it's the same thing. So I wipe off the ink before they leave. Okay. And I just use a green soap solution. So the hair feels a little like it has like almost like a leave-in conditioner when they leave. And I say like, if you can keep it, leave it for three days before you wash your hair. If you can't stand it, because I know people don't listen to me and then aftercare and whatever else, but if you have to, and you don't spend your hair's driving you crazy, then just rinse it. It's no big deal, right? You can rinse it. Um, and, but then in that, after three days, you can use a shampoo and just don't use like fingernails or anything to like rub your scalp. Just use the palm of your hand to just kind of rub the soap and get that out. And then you condition and actually conditioning is, is important for, you know, for women, um, right. Lock in the when moisture. they're healing because it's like a moisturizer on your scalp, but I mean, your oil or anything else, you can still put it in and leave it overnight for women. Right. Got you. And I believe like it. Like a hair mask. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had, I've actually had women purchase it, just not even SP clients. I was just like, oh, you know, I need like a hair oil. Is it good for them? And I'm like, yeah, it's all natural ingredients. This is what it got. All right. So yeah. now let's tap into I am uh, new uh, and newly certified SP artist. And I got a density job. I want you, what's one gem? that you know now that you didn't know years ago that you wish you would have known. Let's share that to the oh, okay. audience. I mean, you know what? That's a super easy one. Cause again, in my training, I was taught density at the same time. Okay. So I already had the fundamentals, fundamentals. I hate that word, but fundamentals for <laughs> density 
you know, fundamental class, everything, you know, sorry, sorry, everyone, like, but anyways, but, um, so I already had the training for it, but the first person I ever did after, which was probably about a week after my course, because, okay, there's a second part to that. I did a female density. There was hair everywhere. It was flying. It was like a rat's nest. It was like all over the place. Even though I had just finished the course, I had read through the curriculum again. Um, I had some video, I was watching video and I was like, I got this right. I was like, I got this, but then actually going through it, I was just like, Oh, it's just so much, but that you learn on the second one, or even you learn partway through the first one, but you can't let it get to you. You can't let it throw you off right? There's always a learning curve to everything. But the, the one, there's two things is that make sure your parts are very clean. So know how to use a comb. Okay. That's like number one, make those parts tight, slick that hair down, hold the skin tight, like just like you would with anything else. So combing is like a big thing and also work with wet hair or slightly damp hair because then the wet holds the hair down. Cause if you're trying to do it with dry hair, first of all, you're combing through it like this with your fingers and like whatever else. So, and don't make your parts big. So, I mean, there's a whole, just come to our training. Okay. We, um, the next one's in January, but, um, yeah, I was going to so lead into that. So do you <laughs> offer, cause it, it's not, it's not as simple as separating the hair and, going no. down there's a lot of other little things that you need to know to make this procedure not last eight hours long yeah and you know? there's nuances to it as well as you said so you know the thing is is that we can only train you so much but smp is based on logic okay anything that you do any problem that you're tackling with anyone whether they're bald density anything else there's logic involved so if you're not a logical person who can't strategically think through a problem then this is going to throw you off Are you going out on your own after class is going to throw you off okay but if you just kind of calm yourself down read through your manual think about things reach out to people like reach out to your instructors that you just had a class with and ask them and say like look i'm prepping for this you know can you just you know, is this everything that I need to be doing? You know, so you have to use your resources when you first start to make sure, you know, you have a plan as you were saying before. Right. And so, and it's a plan for whether you're building a hairline or when you're doing density, it's, it's just different plans. That's it. But I will say, sorry, just to go back to another thing. Okay. That I didn't go on. The other advice I will say when you're first starting out with density don't do blonde hair. Don't do red hair. Don't do blonde hair. Just do dark hair with light skin. Why is that? That's it. Because trying to color match or to not go too deep or not go deep enough with lighter color hair, they're the hardest hair to try to match up to. Because if you go too dark, then you see it through their hair. If you go too light, well, actually, there's no really problem with going too light. If it's like your first one skin, just go over it again. But um, dark hair, light skin is the easiest way to get your own confidence up and, and satisfaction with your work because you can see it. And when it comes back heel, you can see it and you can adjust. That is the, and I was, and we say this to all students. It's like, when you start off, don't take a blonde, don't take a redhead until you're fully comfortable with doing SMP. Got you. So it's not that you shouldn't do it. It's you should build some experience first before you move on to working with light head uh, blonde yeah. or, or, or redheads. Yeah. And you got to like, you know, have to know your color theory to a point you have to know skin tones you have to, and you know, uh, another piece of advice that I will say to everyone is, you know, have to know how to remove it as well or lighten it. 
So you as an SMP artist, don't just forge ahead and just be like, I'm just going to do this and that's it. What if you have to move backwards? What if you have to fix something because of something you did? Are you going to pass that off to someone else and go, okay, sayonara, take care, you know, or are you going to be the one who fixes it for them? So, so you said remove the SMP. Are do you have the capabilities of removing it, or is that we're not we're not we're not we're not going we're not going into the uh, <laughs> we're not dropping the, we're not dropping sauce like that, are we? <laughs> so, is that a you got to come to training yeah. to find out? No, no, no. I mean, I'm very open about it and open with my clients. So, I mean. Obviously, I've taken a course on how to do saline lightning, which is not removal. It's just lightning. So for those little impressions that are a little bit too dark or whatever else. So I have that in my arsenal nice. so I can go and fix those things, because sometimes one or two darker dots can throw off everything, especially like for my eye. I see it and then I'm not happy until I'm my clients not happy until I'm happy. Okay. That's my rule. Okay. I don't care yeah. if you're happy with it, but if I'm not happy with it, I'm going to fix it. Um, and then the second thing is, is that I am. Uh, a part-time laser technician so i can do tattoo removal so get you yeah. capitalizing on both sides that's not yeah. fair no actually <laughs> you know what that is a great uh both of those are great uh tools to have in the arsenal because it makes you like an all-around artists and we can't do that here in new york because new york is so full of grimy shit that they're regulating <laughs> everything and at oh, one yeah. point at one point like i was on track to uh, to doing uh the certification for the laser and i was gonna have someone yeah. in here do it not me i didn't want to have anything to do with it yeah but now you have to be overseen by a doctor by a doctor yeah, same with my clinic as well. I work actually out of a medical clinic. So I work there about uh, one to two days a week. And I, I've, I've done it for the past couple of years. And I just like to do it because it's a break from SMP. And I actually really enjoy working with a doctor. And I like nice. working with lasers. It scares the shit out of me, as it should. <laughs> but, it, you know, I like that as a break from SMP so I don't get burnt out just doing SMP. Got you. All right. No, that's a good mix. So mm -hmm. let's talk about tools. What tools do you use? And I'm asking you this very specifically because I feel like there's a misconception when it comes yeah. to doing density fills. Uh, they And when I say they, I'm talking about uh, new SMP artists. And you know what? There are some seasoned SMP artists that don't do uh, density fills because they just don't know that. It's pretty much the same same tools. So are you yeah. using the same pigment that you can use on what I'm going to say? Is it safe to say a traditional SMP procedure? No, it's not. We Let's just say the buzz look, the yeah. buzz, the buzz look and mm -hmm. a density fill. And what about needles? Do you have to use a longer needle, a longer tapered needle? Do you have to use like a thicker gauge, like a higher millimeter, 25, 30 millimeter? I think there's the, I, some, I spoke to someone who said they use a 40 something millimeter. I was like, I didn't even know that shit exists. God bless your clients. Three RL forty. I was like, "What is that, dude? That's a knife. That's a knife. That's what that is." <laughs> so, um, what what do you what do you use? What's your equipment? So it's the same as everybody else's. You don't actually change anything. The only thing you do is you add a comb into your setup, and you you have to have 
a green soap solution or you have to have some sort of solution because baby wipes aren't going to cut it. A baby wipe, you can wipe over a head and whatever else, but it's not going to cut it with hair. You need it to be wet, right? Yeah, and, but you don't want it to be way. sopping wet. So it's like dripping down behind their ear and down their neck. Because again, you know, like when you go to a hair salon and it's like the person washing your hair and it's all of a sudden it's like down your neck and down your face. No one likes that. Same thing. But um, so yeah, you add a comb, but everything else is the same. Pigment is the same. Needles are the same. So, you know, the, um, the 0603, for the most part, um, is primarily what I use. And sometimes depending on the hair follicle, it depends on the diameter of the hair follicle, but I always start with um, like a 0603 on the first session because I don't know how they heal. And a lot of people will heal like a little bit smaller or, you know, a little bit larger, and then I can adjust my needles. But for the most part, I'm more for density of dots rather than the size of them. Cause, and that's maybe what's misleading about of density is that you're not trying to hammer it in by just putting in larger dots. All you're doing is you're adding more dots. It's more dots than what you would put on a baldy. Gotcha. So, and that's what it comes down to, you know, women need more, they need more dots. And I think that's where the, the, um, the thing is, is that why it takes me five hours. Cause first of all, again, depends how low you go. And there's a whole bunch of like discussion around how low, what's the expectation. Expectation is always like the largest, the biggest talking point that we have during the consultation, because if they, people want me to black out their head, I'm not going to do that. It's natural to see scalp in between hair like when you have it on the side here and people are like i want to come right down to my ear and i want to have and i'm like no i was like that's not natural i was like that's not how you were that's not how anyone's born right yeah yeah so crazy expectations but i'm uh, when i uh back with the with the equipment with the tools do are Mm -hmm. you like is it are any of the needles brand specific do you rely on one brand for your needles and like what kind of machine do you use (laughs) So um, I'm a curious sort. So I like to try out different things, right? I like to try out different pigments, different everything. You know, there's my tried and true, but at the end of the day, not every pigment's going to work for every single person, right? You know, and as we know, some pigments have modifiers, sometimes they don't, things like that. So, you know, depending on their skin tone and everything else, don't start asking me about modifiers or pigments. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> no, you're I don't know. You're already going to write something down there. I don't know anything <laughs> about that, but I will tell you, I'm trying to bring Stevie G on it because he's the guy for it. Because I, that one year yeah. out the other for me. Yeah. And you have to think about that for females too, because, oh, oh, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff. But yeah, so there's, um, so, but, you know, I do. And I, I mean, I use numbing. Okay. I'm going to put it out there. I use numbing. Okay. Because I don't care when you're sitting there for five hours and I strategically numb. So I'll numb like half the head first and then I'll numb the other half. I was like, it does, unless it changes their skin texture. Okay. But we only use 5% here. We can't have any epinephrine in our numbing cream or anything in Canada. It's illegal. So it's just strictly a 5% lidocaine, super simple, like easy. So there is no epinephrine in yours. Nothing. No, you're Got not it. allowed. It's okay. illegal in Canada. Um, and so you, um, yeah, so it just helps to desensitize a little bit. And for the most part, I think I've only had two or three clients where it's actually changed the skin texture and made it a little gummy or a little bit harder. And that's it out of like the hundreds I've done. So, um, so in terms of for needle wise, right, it's just more comfortable for them. Half of them, most of them fall asleep, right? Um, And then usually around the hairline. So this, this is like the thing for female density. So all these little baby hairs that sit here, you have some, and you know how people sometimes they like, 
I don't know if I can do it, like the lay down and whatever else. And, um, but everyone has different baby hairs. And usually when you have the smaller baby hairs out here, they go lighter and then they go kind of a little bit thicker. And then you have sort of like the adult hair, I call it. Um, and you need to adjust your needles and your depth for that. So you're not going to do the same depth of um, impressions that you do out here in here, because that's just going to give you like a Lego head, like a helmet head. So, and for a female, it's like these things, like you love your baby hairs. And usually for females, you want to bring out the SMP into the baby hairs because the temples, even though they're not receding, but they're, you know, because we wear our hair up and all the time you have tractional alopecia up there. You know, you're talking about like with the density and the different needles. Um, mm -hmm. I, I have to ask this specifically because I feel like this is. Uh, uh, issue is not even a misconception at this point. Mm -hmm. I feel that there are a lot of artists that constitute when it comes to density, they constitute the depth over the actual filling in when it comes to achieving the, uh, the color, the actual filling. Mm -hmm. Did I, do you understand that? Or do I need to, all right, so because when it comes, no, no, I, I, as I was saying Can you it, dumb it down as for me, I was, yeah, yeah, I was, I was reaching in there. <laughs> <laughs> Can we be a little more Barney style, David? Please, Can, thank you very much. Can I have the Coles Notes version? Oh, of we that, get it, please. Dave. You've been taking podcasting classes, but <laughs> so essentially, what what I found out is that a lot of artists think that mm -hmm. in order to make uh, for the density to make it darker, they have to go deeper make deeper impressions so they sacrifice depth for the actual uh and the, the the grouping of the impressions together yeah or you could just use a different ink color and go darker on ink got you so now what um i guess what i'm trying to ask is when i figure it out myself is yeah. <laughs> when, when you're for your densities you don't ever to make it darker for you you're not going deeper into the skin you're applying more dots right i'm applying more dots and whether i am applying so and it depends on the person so again i'm and you're dealing with hair so you're never going to see the impressions like you do on a baldy right so what i'm going through i can see the impressions that are there on some occasions i go over the same dots to make them darker and then other times i'm going in between that so you go in between the impressions in between the hair um to kind of create more density but i but i never go deeper because I don't want them to blow out or I don't want them to get larger. I want them to stay really nice and crispy. So you still have to stretch the skin really hard. Like, and sometimes I'm pulling on their hair. Like, I don't know, in some videos, I'm like literally grabbing hair and pulling it like that. Cause I, you know, sometimes it's hard to stretch you the skin. The um, but um, yeah, so there's, there's kind of two ways. You either go in between or you go over top of the existing dots. Got you. And now but never deeper, never, never deeper. Yeah. Got you. Unless she says if you so. you have correct depth. Yeah. <laughs> Not just the tip. Um, oh God, I, I, I said that. Uh, I don't. I've been saying it so much now that it just like just naturally comes out now, and I, I have to stop doing that. Um, <laughs> so, in your training, everything that we spoke about today regarding density is this: what someone who wants to go to your, attend your guys' training is this is what they should be expecting to to learn. Yeah. So you learn both. Uh, so the first day is mostly theory, a lot of book work, a lot of getting to know the machine, things like that. So we don't just jump into it. There's actually like a booklet that you get that you can use as a resource later on. Um, 
And, and, and this is the one thing it's like, you know, you hear a lot of stories of people who go out and training and they feel like they haven't gotten anything. They have no collateral to take home for any sort of reference after. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's a book that covers everything, right. And it's broken down by chapter and everything else. Then we do, um, then you do actually exercises that relate to it and you kind of like keep layering on and laying on your skills. And then of course you work on the melons and you work on the plastic heads. And then the first, the second day of the class um, is that you do, you work on two different density heads, whether it's two females, a female male, but we always have a female in there um, and you work on their head and each student, because there's three instructors and four students. So it's very one-on-one. And then you have two models per day. And you get to work on different models so you can see the different skins because you may go really deep on like, or not really deep, but you go deeper on one. And then maybe the other one, you just like butterfly kiss them because their skin just, you know, it just, it, the impression is just there. So, you know, it's important for the students to have one-on-one time with the models, but also to have those resources available for them after. And then the second and the last day is a uh, bald head. So usually two bald heads. So altogether, they're working on six models for the three days? Four. Four. Okay, that's great. All right. And so yeah. let let the listeners know, the viewers know where they can get all that information, all your information, your website, training, any training mm-hmm. dates you got up and coming. Let them know, please. Yeah. So uh, again, I work at Ink Barber Studio, and that's located just outside of Vancouver. We don't host a lot of trainings because we don't, you know, we ourselves are busy. Plus, um, it, it's taxing on us to be instructors and we want to be a, be available to the students after like, you know, we don't have like four trainings in a month because how do you, how do you support your students after? Um, but uh, we have a training actually this weekend and that's full. And we have a couple people coming up from the States and then we have uh, another training that we just announced in January, end of January. And I think that's almost full. And then we don't have um, any sort of set dates after that. We'll probably do about two or three more in the year and that's it. So again, we don't do a lot, but that can be found at um, inkbarber.com. Also follow me on Instagram. So it's inkling.smp. So inkling, and I'm going to explain the reason why I chose the, the name inkling because inkling by definition is just like a hint. Right. Okay. And so what you're doing on the head and in the hair is of. just a hint. Yeah. I like so that's that. why I chose that name. I like yeah, it. Exactly. I like it. So before we wrap it up, I got two more <laughs> questions for you. Right. The first yep. one is going to be is what is one piece of advice that you would like to share with someone who's just starting out in the S and P industry? Okay. So my biggest piece of advice, cause I was that person, I knew nothing about it. I went in blind, like do your research. Oh, the number one is do your research who your trainers are going to be, whether that's getting on a call with them beforehand and talking with them, following the work, um, admiring the work, like whatever they do is if that's what you want to emulate, then that's your trainer. But you know, I would even ask former students and say, and ask them how the training was like training's expensive, right? So you don't want to waste your money and you want to make sure that you're getting the value in something. And that's super important. Training is not a money grab thing. Training is, is a fundamental, it's a fundamental skill that people need to have. So this industry can grow, right? So do your research on your trainers. That's like the number one thing getting into the industry. And then the second one is once you get out of it, have a plan. 
right? It doesn't need to be, I'm going to open up my own studio. I'm going to work here, but just have a plan, have people set up so you can start doing S and P right away. Cause if you pause too long, your confidence and the, the hype that you have around training goes down and then you kind of like, don't do it anymore. So, you know, have that in your background. I mean, I was doing friends for like six months and I wasn't charging at all. I probably did like I don't know, eight heads, well, friends of friends and whatever else, like eight heads completely for free because I didn't feel comfortable before I started to even think about charging someone. Yeah. Same here. I appreciate you mm -hmm. sharing that. And now the last Mm -hmm. question is Mm -hmm. what question do you wish I did ask you? Cause I know you was ready to, you was ready to get spicy today. So there's got, did I leave, (laughs) did I leave something out? If there is there a question you wish I would have asked you or prompted you to talk about something? I mean, an invite out to New York would be nice, but let's no. make it happen. Let's do it. <laughs> I actually am. I'm, I'm actually working on a, a small New York City S&P event one day uh, pop up networking thing that um, I want to I want to secure the uh, the venue. It's just a one day thing. Nothing crazy. It's not like an award show or nothing like that. I want to do something yeah, yeah, just yeah. networking talk Low about key, some yeah. business fundamentals and uh business but not talking about technique and the same stuff that everybody in the industry is always talking about yeah the motivation the behind motivation, you exactly, being successful being successful yeah. um yeah. you will be the first to know um about that absolutely thank you thank you um but but i will say before you before you cut me off okay and before you go to your next interview because this is my time so yeah, I go, for say, it. go for it the one thing um that you know i want everyone to know or that that's kind of like, there's a couple things. That's the main message I want people to know after this podcast. Okay. I want it to be very clear is that S and P is for female and male density if it's done right, but not everybody will do it right. Right. And, and it's because they don't, I don't know if it's because they don't care or they don't know, or it can be a combination, but make sure you research your artist. And second of all, I was, um, I'm going to shamelessly plug myself and it's not actually it. to plug myself, Do but it's it. to, to Go for it. put the next point. I'm building it up. So I had one of my reels. Um, it, it wasn't anything. It was just me tattooing. Okay. It's at, um, on my Instagram and it's at 10 million, just over 10 million views. Okay. That's awesome. That doesn't mean shit to me. It doesn't mean shit to me because at the end of the day, I was like, say that 10 million, all of them watch the reel twice. So it's 5 million and say out of that 5 million, 2 million are just like they're trolls and they'd like said all these awful comments and whatever else. Um, so I don't count them. So then you have three and then say you do another million cause they're just like, Oh, it just was in my Explorer page and whatever else. But say that 2 million that actually viewed that didn't know this was an option at all now know it's an option. The education piece, as I said in the beginning, for people to know that this is out there for them is is astronomical. It is a bubble that should be burst. And I feel that the more people that get behind it and can offer it out to for females, I guess, especially I have so many people who are like, oh, I have PCOS and everything else. Like these things are real things for women that we can't control. So if there is a way that we can help them, and do it right, then I think that's probably the greatest takeaway that can happen. So outstanding. I agree. And yeah. I thank you for enlightening me on hair density, especially for the ladies. I will tell you, 
I am. I am it's still. Not for everyone. <laughs> I'm still not. I'm ladies. Yeah. I'm still not touching you. But yep. guess what? I now know who to send you. I will be sending you to Lana. So at least if you come here, I'll give you some value by giving you someone yep. who's gonna who's credible and is gonna do an amazing job. Uh, thank you. For you. Thank you. Um, yeah, but new artists that are coming up, this is what they want to do. They want to yeah. do this. So I think there's going to be a new breath of artists, just like in Korea, like what they're doing with that ASMP. Like that's some crazy shit. You know, both of these things are just on the precipice of like kind of moving forward. And I feel female is going to move forward more quicker than ASMP because that stuff is like you need to have talent for that. But yeah. but it's I agree. It's there, I know? agree. As the industry evolves, there's going to be more and more things that we were not frowning or just steering away from that someone's going to tap into and develop mm -hmm. a system like you have with it and keep going and going and going and it'll just be a common practice now and we can get rid of the debate of you can't do density fills on come on talk women. to me come right. beef it out with me we'll i'll do it so yeah, talk to yeah david take it up her. thank you so much and congratulations thank on you. your um on the u.s financial what is it oh yeah u.s uh financial today yeah yeah they um they did a nice little uh, spread on the podcast, which was great because I just want to get the industry out there. I know what we have is incredibly promising and revolutionary. And, you know, there's a lot of great artists out there. And I just want us all to be highlighted so that we could all go out and, and be successful and be other podcasts come up so that we go all be interviewed. You know, I just want to see the industry do good. And you know what, you're forward. doing incredible work and thank you for, for bringing this out because you know what, no thank one you. else is making the effort, but you are. So thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate, appreciate it. Everyone that. I appreciate yeah. you taking out some time to uh, have a sit down with me and, and yeah. uh, discuss some, uh, some ignorance on my, on my, I don't know behalf. if we solved anything, but you know what? It's out there. It's all good. <laughs> Listen, it's out there. They now know and they have some source mm -hmm. of how to attack, uh, you know, the density fields and you know, now they can mm -hmm. make that determination themselves. Now, you have the information. Do you want to do it? Yes or no. That's on you. Yeah. And if you're but ready, you're right. yeah, if you're ready, I was going to say, and if you're ready, just do it right. <laughs> So again, <laughs> Lana, I appreciate you. I had an awesome time. Uh, Thank you. I did you. too. Thank you. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Scalp Solutions podcast. Until the next time, peace out, guys.